Hello, and welcome to your weekly patch notes. My name is Sasa Torres, I'm your host, and let's get into your weekly patch notes. And to get things started this week, a few housekeeping things. First of all, a big, big happy birthday shout out to McKenna, our editor and producer here. Happy birthday, McKenna. How are you doing? All, all the emotions very very ecstatic i see very 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 happy very <laughs> so uh me and a few friends made something for mckenna i'll put the link in the description but yeah <laughs> happy birthday mckenna you've been a great friend and you've been a tremendous help to the show and i couldn't be more thankful for you to be a part of this uh number two housekeeping please go check out my friend rahul's article it's very amazing and insightful he's works as a lawyer in the video games industry he's worked in major companies such as microsoft and he wrote up an article headlining like things to look forward to in 2021 for the video games industry and it's very insightful as to like how that works because we forget that there's a legal department in the video games industry sometimes please go check out that article it's the top link in the description to start off with we got a very busy news week actually it's very it's very long news week that happened at the very beginning of it too. So at the end of January, it was announced that GRV Media had bought DualShockers and they had made a promise that said it's going to stay the same DualShockers with no changes. Clearly, GRV Media is great at keeping their promises. Earlier this week, it came out that a lot of people from DualShockers, such as Mario Rivera and Cameron Hawkins and many more are leaving the company, which is really interesting because everybody that's left so far has stated that they have no issues with the people that still work there. The issues are mainly with the new management and the direction they're taking their site. And while some people stayed ambiguous as to what that meant, Charlie Wachels gave some more insight, saying that the direction that the site is going in is favoring more search engine favored subjects rather than actual deep cut industry stories, leading to a lot of censorship and stories. There was even a story that they wanted to produce about accessibility in the video games industry, but GRV Media axed because it just wasn't searchable enough. There's also an issue where they allegedly stole a guide to a game and they're passing it on as their own, citing the original source of the guide as their source without giving it its rightful credit. So basically the direction GRV Media wants to take DualShockers in is a more search-friendly, family-friendly, and plagiarism-friendly <laughs> rather than actual journalism. To all the members of DualShockers out there, wishing you the best of luck, honestly. Hopefully you all land awesome jobs, get great opportunities, and you all are welcome on Patch Notes on our platform at all times to talk about whatever uh, we do. We're going to do a monthly discussion podcast where we're going to have guests on, so if you guys want to be a part of that, just let me know. Anybody's welcome all the time. On a kind of lighter note, <laughs> uh, McDonald's has started selling Happy Meals with Pokemon products. And while this would be a, a part where I would cite what's in the Happy Meals, let's do some investigative journalism really quickly. Let's give you a second. So I have here no a <laughs> Happy Meal. So it comes with this little folder. Here's a trading card set. It has Pikachu, Squirtle, Charmander, and Bulbasaur. I know those names, Camille. Don't come at me. It's got this... What is this? It looks like a backdrop, right? It's like a backdrop. Two backdrops. What else is there? Stickers? Yo! <laughs> it comes with a little Pikachu-like coloring set. I know that guy. He's like a friend. Now, that was a blue folder. Let's see what's in the black folder. <laughs> you got two? No, I got two Happy Meals, because one for my sister and one for me. So here's the here's the trading card pack. Okay, here's another backdrop. Oh, so it's like a jungle-ish forest uh, beach backdrop, kind of. 
There's like a little jungle like beach. Stickers? Do we have stickers? We do have stickers. Oh, these are, this is a different generation. Yeah, it's a different sticker set. So this one has, I think it's like mostly generation three Pokemon. This one has more recent generations on it. Oh, and this is a new thing. It's like matching up Pikachu. So it's like there's a Pikachu and there's a silhouette. You're supposed to match up Pikachu with the silhouette. Uh, but yeah, that's what's in the Pokemon Happy Meal boxes. And which is really interesting because people are actually buying like the boxes that these come in, like the raw boxes like unopened and selling them for like thousands of dollars like i don't know i don't know what's special about these cards hold let me let me open this oh actually they're pretty uh this trico card is really cute actually it has a pikachu with the 25 on its cheeks hey look it's pikachu i know that guy oh popleo i know that guy Oshawott! That was the name of that one. That, that's one of the stickers I got. Oshawott. But yeah, these cards don't look that special. I, I don't know why people are like selling them for like a thousand dollars, but yeah, don't. How about that? Speaking of Pokemon, developer of Pokemon Go, Niantic, has started a black developer initiative, basically saying that they will provide up to five months of funding for black-led studios. So back in 2020, during the whole Black Lives Matter movement, when it was at its height during the summer, Niantic pledged a minimum of $5 million that was later doubled to $10 million. And this is already on top of the $7 million they had donated to nonprofits supporting Black communities. And basically, if you're looking to get funding from the Black Developers Initiative, uh, here are some of the requirements you have to meet. Reading from GamesIndustry.biz, the requirements are the initiative is open to teams where Black members have a direct line to the game's profits. The company or studio is at least 51% Black-owned and operated. The team is at least 50% Black. And or Black people are in key leadership roles such as founder, creative director, or producer. There's some good news out there. <laughs> That's really cool that Niantic is taking this on. And hopefully great things come from it. Warner Brothers Interactive have patented a game mechanic, not a franchise, not a IP, a game mechanic. Models Entertainment developer of Middle Earth Shadow Mortar has created a nemesis system that was very loved by reviewers and fans of the game alike. And Warner Brothers Interactive have patented that system, which kind of sucks that a game mechanic can be patented. Is E3 back? Probably not. But they're trying to bring it back. Uh, yeah, the ESA is planning to bring back E3 in 2021 in a virtual event. You know, they they tried to do this last year. They didn't succeed in like figuring out a plan or pulling it off at all. But this year they have a plan from June 15th to the 17th. They plan to live stream events for consumers. The week before they're planning a media coverage event. And throughout this whole time span, they're planning to have demos available on consumer platforms such as the PlayStation 5, the Xbox series consoles, as well as probably PC and Switch. This seems to be like a fine idea from the ESA. However, they need support from their partners being game developers and game producers. And so far, as far as support goes, it seems like one big developer is not going to be involved in E3 2021. According to Video Games Chronicle, one major developer is not gonna be a part of E3, rather they'd host their own virtual event, then pay the six-figure entry fee to be a part of E3. Six figures? Who do you think you are, E3? And don't worry if you're a big fan of Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest. I know there's a lot of you out there, but he's still making the Summer Games Fest this year as well, and he's not gonna be involved with E3 again this year. But yeah, uh, this summer, lots of games events, and we'll be covering it, right McKenna? Heck yeah, we will be. Pet, pet, pet. Patty. Pet, pet, pet. 
Pat McKenna. E3 2021, baby. We'll be there. Next up, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury is out and people are loving it. Reviews are great, except for IGN. The IGN review was really funny because it was like the characters are unbalanced. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of the point. You know, they they each have different properties. Like, you know, Toad, go fast. Uh, Rosalina has a hitbox or, or she hits things. She swipes at things and she double jumps. Uh, Luigi has a higher jump and Peach floats and Mario go wahoo. Like, they're all different. Like, you know, they all have their different personalities. But people are loving the game so far. And I asked friends online to give me five words or less of their thoughts of Super Mario 3D World. And here's what they had to say. First up, I have a clip from Robert Highland's stream. New cat levels are cool. Joe Medforce from twitch.tv slash Joe Medforce says, Furies, fun, better with friends. Billy the Door, or Billy the Penguin, uh, his uh, legal name. Wahoo! Wahoo? Wahoo. Wahoo! Wahoo. But in quotes, he says that translates to, it's giving me much joy. Kate Rose, at Kate Rose 92, says, cats! And Robo, from Twitch.tv slash RoboDessert, says, I don't have it either. There are my friends' thoughts. Very insightful. What do you think of the Super Mario 3D World? Do you have it? What are your thoughts on it? Let me know in the description down below on why it's a really good Mario game. The producers of Rare Platinum Games say, don't expect any updates from Bayonetta 3 from them. Producer Hideki Kamiya from Platinum Games was asked to comment on upcoming titles and he said, quote, Since we are self-publishing Project GG, there are no publishers to get mad at me this time, so I'll be sharing things online, putting up screenshots whenever I like. He said in another quote, following up on that, We don't have that much to say over projects we are not publishing, and we understand different titles require different approaches, so we respect different publishers' decisions. He's obviously talking about Bayonetta 3 being published by Nintendo. You know, Platinum Games is working on Bayonetta 3, but Nintendo's the one publishing it. Nintendo owns the rights to Bayonetta 3. So obviously Platinum Games has to respect Nintendo's decisions to stay quiet until they're ready to talk. If you're looking for any Bayonetta 3 news, just don't expect any. Just wait for it to show up. Member of Parliament Douglas Chapman and many other politicians have introduced a bill to Parliament to prevent the scalping of consoles and make it illegal to resell consoles that have been scalped, basically. Bought by bots and resold on other websites. In a quote to Sky News, Chapman said, We propose that a similar legislative process be brought forward to ensure that consumers can purchase gaming consoles and computer components at no more than the manufacturer's recommended price and that resale of goods purchased by automated bots be made illegal. Chapman acknowledges very unlikely that the bill will be passed, but he thought it was very important to bring it to attention so that governments could take action. In other big news, CD Projekt Red got hacked last weekend. And the hackers left a very special note that I would like to read to you. Hello, CD Projekt Red. You have been epically pwned. We have dumped full copies of your source codes from your Perforce server for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3. We've also dumped all your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold and leaked online and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more and people will see how you shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company and the stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. Shocker. 
CD Projekt Red didn't comply. In a statement from the company, CD Projekt Red. Yesterday, we have discovered that we have become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. We are still investigating the situation. However, at this time, we can confirm that to the best of our knowledge, the compromised systems did not contain any personal data of our players or users of our services. We have already approached the relevant authorities, including law enforcement and the president of the Personal Data Protection Office as well as IT forensic specialists, and we will closely cooperate with them in order to fully investigate the incident. So basically, they're not going to cooperate with the hackers. Rather, they're going to take legal action. In a later update, CD Projekt Red states, to our ex-employees, as of this moment, we don't possess evidence that any of your personal data was accessed. However, we still recommend caution enabling fraud alerts. But recently, in like the last couple of days, the source code to games such as Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3 was on sale on some like dark web sites. Can you, you want to take a guess as to how much they were selling these source codes for, McKenna? Uh, oh gosh, uh, a lot of money? A lot, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty good guess. You want to put a number on that guess? At least two. True is a good guess. True. Solid guess. Thanks. Thank um they have them up for auction for a million dollars. What? At, <laughs> and at a buy now price of seven million dollars for each source code. My question is who's paying a million dollars for a source code? <laughs> like, it's a source code for a game. What are you gonna find in it? Uh but yeah, that's what's going on. We'll keep you updated as time goes on. But yeah, don't hack companies. I didn't think that was something I'd have to say. But you know, the internet doesn't cease to surprise. Thank you for watching. Uh, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Remember to subscribe, follow on whatever you're listening on, give it a like, and leave a comment as to what your favorite part of this was. I don't know. Uh, this is the first time we're doing this without a script. Uh, we had bullet points I was reading off of, so like, let me know what you thought of this. Um, do you prefer the script format, which was the previous weeks, or do you prefer this format, which is the bullet points? Uh, let me know. Thank you for watching, and I hope we can catch you up next week on your weekly patch notes.